0: happening world I'm your host the Wizard of Oz Benji Wozniak and this week here and I will be doing Brightburn
1: all right so Brightburn as you know if you listen to our last episode on the Lost day we were talking about how superheroes are everywhere and I would say Brightburn is an offshoot of um that superhero craze so uh tell me your history with the movie
0: so I actually came across it on an accident. I was looking for stuff and I saw a briper and it sounded like a demented Superman. Right. And I was like, ooh, I'm all for this. It was 2019 is when it came out. So I saw it like maybe two months after it was released on television. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was great because it was like, what if Superman was evil? What if he came to Earth and there was no like happy-go-lucky Clark Kent that, you know, it was just this guy who was a a nutbag that, you know, he was raised as a good person, but then he realized that, like, he was evil. And then he played upon that evil instead of trying to suppress it.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's so interesting because this whole, like, idea that, like, oh, I am invincible and I'm undefeated, like, and I'd be a good person. Nah, dude, I need, I know, I've met a man. That does not make sense. This movie makes more sense to me than Superman.
0: Yeah, there's one point where he is in counseling because he crushed a girl's hand
1: because she literally called him, like, a name.
0: Yeah, she called him a psycho kind of. <laughs> yeah. But um, he's with his aunt. He's, like, talking to her, and he's, like, she's, like, well, oh, what about your parents? And then he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, but I realized something. She's, like, what? He's, like, I'm superior.
1: Yeah, and I think that kind of sets the tone for the whole movie where it's, like, okay, do powers actually make you
0: superior? Yeah, I think, too, it was a lot of the thing about, like, he was found, like, like Superman, he was found by a ship. A ship crashed yeah. to Earth. They took him in. He grew up on a farm. He grew up on a foot. They never tried to tell him about his reality. You know, they they just let him like believe he was just a normal kid.
1: Right. Which I think. I mean, who's to say? I'm obviously a not a parent or b trying to raise a superhero child. So I
0: don't know if I would want to tell them about the powers, but I
1: do you think actively lying to your children is never good?
0: Right. I mean, it goes into like adoption. Like it kind of talks about that because they tell him he's adopted. Right. You know, and a lot of times. Because they can't conceive. Yeah. Part of it is that they can't conceive. But a lot of times adopted parents don't tell the children that they're adopted. Until they reach a certain age. Yeah. And some don't even try. Exactly. You know, because it's, I mean, I get both parts of the spectrum. I mean, because one, you don't want the person to feel like that they don't belong to your family because right. they are a part of your family. But on the other end of that, you don't want to be lying to this person their whole life and make them believe something that's not true because then they could have bitter resentment.
1: Exactly. And I, think, and I think in this, we see, what's his name? Brandon, right? Brandon. Brandon. We see that Brandon has a lot of resentment to everyone. And it's like, so my question is this. Um, for those of you who um, haven't seen the movie, Brandon starts recognizing his strength and his powers when he gets towards a puberty age, which is normal. Our bodies change in puberty. Yep. That's when powers would come out. Yep. And he starts like floating and like levitating towards his ship or the vessel that he crashed. in. it's who's to say if it's a ship or not. Um, but I think at that point we see his mom played by Elizabeth Moss. She stops him. She just stops him. And then acts like nothing happened, doesn't try to have a conversation with him about it. Nope. And I think at that point, if you're actively seeing it, you should say. So.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, and there's one part where he's trying to do the um, the lawnmower mm-hmm. and he throws the lawnmower like 40 feet and by accident. And then he kind of is like, that's is when he kind of realizes that, you know, he has powers because yeah. he walks over to the spinning blade and he's like, OK. And he thrusts his hand into it and destroys the blade. Yeah. And that's when I think he starts realizing like, OK, I'm I'm special.
1: I'm invincible. Yeah, I'm a badass.
0: And I think with that, he starts testing the
1: limits. Yes. I mean, he does sneak into that girl's room. That's yes. why she calls him a psycho, yes. which is first of all, creepy. Yes. And like, it also shows that if you give someone unwilling power, they'll just be awful.
0: Yeah. And I think like the whole thing with her is everybody's making fun of him for knowing stuff when they yeah. were talking about the, the bees and the wasp and the differences. And uh, it kind of goes into the high. They talk about the hive mentality. And I feel like this is what he is. He's part of a hive mentality. Like, like, cause later on in the ship, says you know take Take over the world world. so then it's like
1: okay that makes me think because he does the ship does chant to him take the world while he's in this like floating trance state at night while he sleeps so it is like is he sent to earth are there others why is he here he i don't think i think you're right i i think he's some sort of soldier like to be like raised among us
0: Right, and that kind of goes into the—you've ever seen the cartoon Invincible? Yeah, the one on Amazon? Yes, because that that superhero is not really a superhero. He's from another planet, and he's part of a hive. Right. And they are sent to take over the world, so I feel this is kind of the same kind of thing. With that girl, she showed him kindness, and I think that's what he—he's hitting puberty. He's been teased all his life, it appears. She showed him an inch of kindness, and then he took it way too far.
1: He took it way too far because then it's (sighs) like— guess you should never be kind to a man. But he takes it way too far because he he doesn't understand. But he also doesn't reach out. He thinks he's so superior to everyone else that he doesn't reach out and think, oh, what's happening? What are the limits? What are the boundaries? Oh, I have no boundaries because I can fly and nothing can kill me. Except he does get injured by his spaceship.
0: Yes, that metal can cut him. So that plays a role later on. Later on. I mean, but he actually like takes things to the extreme real quick like i mean he kills his uncle yeah it goes real like he kills the girl's mom oh yeah he kills her mom too yeah and like he takes things to the extreme and like he has a notebook that he's, he writes in and he basically he's a great artist by the way because those are some great pictures if you watch the movie you're gonna be yeah. like, wow this kid could draw but well, uh, <laughs> and,
1: well whoever the artist they hired could draw. yeah it was really cool
0: because <laughs> they were very graphic very very on point yeah. i mean he draws pictures of himself in this like morbid outfit and he draws pictures of people dead and he actually draws pictures of him on top of the like of like skulls standing yeah. there like triumphantly controlling the world so yeah he
1: really is like and we see it at the end like we'll, we'll get back to it when we get talk about the end of the movie but the post credit scene or the credit scene i don't know what you would call it yeah
0: like, like the ap- mid-credits yeah like because the- it happens during credits yeah. like it fades in and out and they show the credits and they show a part of what happens after Right. And so I
1: think with that, it was very like, okay, so in the movie, obviously, you've heard our podcast, we give spoilers because yes. we talk about everything. Spoiler so alert. spoiler alert, his parents, his dad on his own decides that he can't control his son. He's like, so what do fathers do, I guess, when they can't control their son? You take him on a hunting trip and shoot him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Or attempt to kill them. I guess we see that often. It right, kind of, When he's, like, lining up the shot, it, like, really reminded me of My Sin Man. Like, yeah. that's, like, all I thought yeah. of.
0: Hit him, Tiny. Hit him. <laughs> I don't want to hit him. But, but like, yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, and it was just,
1: like, crazy to me that, like, obviously like he you think this one bullet is gonna like kill him and then he kills his dad with laser vision so burns his head off yeah it's kind of wild and then he goes and he's like mom i'm coming for you and i think what's so interesting is that this movie focuses like i think most movies focus on the idea of motherhood. Yeah. And we can touch on this um in our next podcast. Um next we are talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but we can talk about the idea of motherhood because Elizabeth Moss really did defend her son. Yeah. She really went to bat for him. Yes. I think
0: a part of that like I think it plays into the fact that she couldn't have children and she wanted one. Right. And when this child came, she says, you were a gift from God. You know, you yeah. came to me cuz I couldn't have a child and you, you are a blessing, and I'm always going to view it as a blessing. And even when the father's like, look, shit's going south. This kid's killing people, and we're going to die. Yeah. She's like, no, no, not my son.
1: Not my son. And I think it that it's such a crazy idea that, like, because you see it all the time. It is like this, like, mothers will protect their sons and their children. Not saying that they won't protect their children. Obviously, to a point, every parent is going to protect their child. But, like, that this, like, constant blind eye of like no my son could do no
0: wrong like it's crazy and I think it's so true though yeah I think a lot of like a lot of people are blind to the fact of what they're like their family members do. Oh, absolutely! Like I was watching a show about a mafia man, and he was a hitman, and he went and he killed a bunch of people, and then someone killed him, and then they had like his daughter on, and she was like, "I hope that person burns in hell." How could he kill someone and take away someone's father? And I'm like, "Your dad was a hitman."
1: Yeah, <laughs> but but I but it also goes like by perception. So with that as an example, like I feel like it's different for children children to parent because yeah. as a child, you're always going to idolize your parents to some right. point, right? right? Yes. So. To me, I can see why she's like, who would take my father away? Maybe not fully understanding what her father did. You right. know what I mean? Not yeah,
0: taking many fathers away.
1: <laughs> yeah. But like in a situation where it's like, I think it comes down to like a parent being like, could I have actually raised this? Like, is this? And I think that comes with the narcissism of parenting is like, are these actual small humans that I want to help shape into great people? Or is this just a smaller version of me that
0: is part of me? Right, right. And, you know. He wasn't a bad kid when he was young. Like like he like they have like they show like the family photos and they talk they talk like they discuss about what he was like as a child and, you know, and he's, he was a good kid. And then all of a sudden it's just like a dramatic switch. It just switches boom and he's this evil. And even the parents sit there one day and they go, What's going on? He was never like this. What's happening? And, you know, it's hard for them to comprehend. At first, it's bad behavior. But then people start dropping like flies and they're like, something's going on.
1: Right. And I think it really parallels well with the idea of like puberty. And because as a child, you're all these things. And then you get like the pressures of school, the pressures of life. Your body starts changing. You don't know what's going on. And I think people do change. A less violent version of this is we see in Inside Out where her parents are like, you used to be such a happy kid. And then we see Riley, the girl dealing with depression. And I think like, obviously, this is different. Right. He's in puberty and he's becoming evil because... He's only focusing his energy on evil things. He could use those powers for good, but why would he want to? He wants to take over the world and be superior because he's never had consequences for his actions.
0: Right, and there's one part where they're fishing through his room and they find the, the pictures of the yeah. girls, but then as they're flipping through, they start seeing internal organs and they're like, what the hell's going on? They're like, yeah. what's up with this?
1: It gets like more violent, and I think when Elizabeth Moss, when she has not Elizabeth Moss. Oh my God, it's Elizabeth Banks. I kept saying Elizabeth Moss, that's on me guys. Elizabeth Banks, when she's flipping through this and having this moment of realization, it's like, wow, this isn't my son. Like, this, this person isn't who I thought my son was. This person is actually evil and who everyone else said he was.
0: Yeah. I think the reality of when she answers the phone, or he answers the father's phone, oh, yeah, and, he, he, and he's like, he's gone. She's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? He's like, you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's when she kind of like, it kicks in. She's like, shit, I should have seen this all along, and I just blew it. But then at the same point when they're having their final battle, Do you think
1: she was like, don't, when she's pleading with him and she's like, don't kill me. I'm your mother. I love you. You're my son. Like, I love you. Like, I'm do you think she's pleading with him to buy time? Because we do see her take part of the ship to injure him with. Or do we think that she's actually trying to bargain with him and actually be like, no, I am your mother. I do love you. And we can get through this if you actively like want to change. Like what, what was your interpretation of that?
0: I think she was just trying to get to soften him up because she lifts the hand to kill him and then he grabs it and- that's yeah. when she's like, you know, reality kicks in that she's gonna die. Right? Yeah, there's and nothing she can. He hit. also kills her in a violent way. Yeah, he drops her like a hundred feet to yeah. the ground. More than a hundred. He's yeah. up by an airplane. Yeah, he he just drops. Her. He's like, uh, uh, and I think that played into the fact of his humanity. I think he dropped his humanity. Like, any, oh, okay, any, yes, yes, yes. Any any I see what you're saying. Inch of humanity that was in him. It was his mother. It was his mother, and when he dropped her, that was it. That was the, any connection to this world. Any connection to. No. You know, he just ended it. And then that's when it goes into the credits and you see that he's well, just destroying the world. Well, he killed the whole plane. Yeah. He took that whole plane down to
1: kill. So do you think that's... So to cover that? up the, the murder. Yeah. Yeah. And to cover up and to destroy his vessel because if his, this one vessel is the only thing that can kill him. Yeah. Do you think crashing a plane on it killed it? So that's why he became so powerful?
0: No, because metal... It's metal, so there's got to be pieces of it. Yeah, there's got to be pieces of it somewhere. Maybe he thought he could destroy it by doing that, but there's got to be some kind of pieces because supposedly they're doing a bright burn too.
1: Okay, so we're gonna talk about this because I I did read about that. Yes, when I was reading about this, I didn't realize that James Gunn was a producer on it don't know why I didn't pay attention to those credits <laughs> but I was while I was reading and I didn't catch this in the mid credit in the credit scenes and that's on me but did you ever see the Rain Wilson movie super it had Rain Wilson and Elliot Page no okay so it's a, a James Gunn movie um from 2008 or 9 and Rain Wilson is this kind of like lowdown guy. He's a fry cook. His wife left him. He's sad, but he loves comic books. So he dresses up as the red, crimson, some red. Crimson Man, I don't know, but he is supposed to be in Brightburn too. Oh yeah, as a as this like kind of like combatant to Brightburn or Brandon. Yes. Um, which I thought was interesting because if James, because it's like James going to try creating this like little universe for himself.
0: Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. I mean, I think that you should connect universes if you have a. Uh, uh... A story out there and you feel like could tie into the one you're working on why not why not tie him in why not tie it in but
1: yeah super is really good I would watch it you guys if you're into it um very violent
0: um but good I'll, I'll watch it I I like stuff like that I, I like I like anti-heroes kind of like, yeah you know like when heroes go bad I like stuff like that because it's more reality
1: it's more reality but I would say in the case of brightburn um brightburn or Brandon I don't
0: well brightburn is the city in Kansas, that he's from. From
1: no, I know, but it kind of was like with the B and the B. I thought that he was like
0: Brandon Byers. No, I know, but I thought he was trying to like make it like a thing. Brightburn. Yeah, like well, a- they call him like when when the thing happens, uh, he starts taking out the cities and everything. The media names him Brightburn. Yeah, so, so it's like yeah, and when, when the police officer found the the symbol, mm-hmm. he goes, "What's you know?" He was when he talks to the mother, he goes, "Look, BB Brandon Byers," and he, she's like, "No, no, no." No, not at all. And then she finds the notebook. She's like, she's "Oh like, uh, shit!" She's, she's like, like, "Look at this symbol. It yeah. is my son." <laughs> and that's when she sees like the the notebook with all the like graphic pictures that he drew of like the murders. So. Exactly.
1: And I think, uh I think it's so good. But I think it is a movie. It isn't. It is a movie that not all people's superpowers are good. But it is a movie also about family. Yes. And what if? raising an adopted son goes wrong.
0: Yes. When you watch the the part when he's at the birthday for himself Mm -hmm. and the uncle brings him a gun and um, it's after the father already told him no guns. But he does it anyway, you know, and it kind of causes like a, a commotion where, you know, the kid wants the gun because he's seen the gun. So now he wants the gun. Yeah. And I think that plays in life. You know, when you know, like, if you present something to someone like a child or something and then you're like, no, you can't have that. You know, it kind of triggers that, that little anger issue because then they're like, oh, well, it's mine, mine, mine. Because, you know, here's this is for you. And right. Then, it kind of goes into the whole like parenting thing because like they're like, all right, here, this is for you. This is your family. This is the people that are supposed to be there for you. And then it's taken away from you. Yeah. And then he snapped. And then he snapped. Yeah. And he snapped over and over and over again. Yeah, he did. And then he
1: did kill his uncle.
0: Yeah, he did kill his uncle. Which was kind of, like, it's a weird scene because he goes to kill his aunt because she's supposed to tell the police her psychological evaluation of him in the morning. Yeah. And he threatens her. He says, he goes, oh, no, you can't do that. It'll be very bad for you. Very bad.
1: And then he kills his uncle. So. Yeah.
0: And then the uncle comes home. And, you know, he's drunk. He comes home and... The kid's in the closet, like, with this outfit on, and he's like, what the hell? And he takes him, and then... Doesn't he throw a car on him? Well, he picks him up in the car. Oh, in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he drops the car, and then the uncle's face hits the steering wheel, and it, like, takes his lower jaw off. Yeah, which is, like... Really gross.
1: It's gross, but... Yeah, but then I guess, like... a even though he's so strong he would need other things to overpower an adult because that, he's still the stature of a child.
0: Yeah. I mean, but he actually throws his uncle pretty good into that, yeah, that he garage. He really does. He tosses him for distance and you know, with that laser beam eyes, I mean, he cuts through the the freezer's door to get to the the mother of that girl like with nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I think we talked we've we've mentioned the
1: the show The Boys before. Yes, The Boys. And it is a great show. I think I've heard the comics
0: are trash. I've never read them. I haven't either. I never even knew nothing about people were like, oh, you didn't read the comics? I'm like, I read comics and I love comics. But no, I never read that. And I feel like, yeah same never. I've actually
1: never read a comic. But I thought that in this, sh- in Brightburn, if you watch it, I see a lot of Homelander. Yeah. Yep. Kind of this person who was never really told no. Yep. But with Homelander he has to have this this fakeness to him. Yes. whereas Brandon or Brightburn doesn't because he's just a kid and now he's a full villain.
0: Right. Well, well, Homelander wants to be loved. He wants people to like him. He wants the people to love him. He has like a narcissistic attitude. Yeah, but
1: he only wants people to like and love him for him, for, right. for his own selfish reasons.
0: Right. I'm not saying it's just. I'm saying like, but he, Brandon doesn't care. He's yeah, that's like, true. Brandon. Doesn't he care. doesn't want anybody to like, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, even when the aunt asks him, she's like, don't you want people to like you? And he's like, I don't care. Yeah, he's He's like, like, I'm better than people. Yeah, he's like, I don't, he's like, these people are beneath me, you know? He truly believed that. I mean, there were sheep, the pot when he kills the chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of shows, like, Like how far he's gone. He's like, done. Yeah, he's like, life means nothing to me. Life does.
1: And that's true. And that's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that. When he's killing the chickens, it's kind of like that's like one of the signs of like a sociopath and a right. psychopath is killing animals.
0: Right. And he kills them. Like, and the, even like the mother's like, it's a wolf. He's like, oh, the father goes, a wolf ripped the door off the cage, went in and gutted all these animals. He's like, no, a wolf couldn't do that. And she refuses to believe it.
1: Because she wants to believe the best of her son. Because I think it comes down to she doesn't want to believe that as a mother, she couldn't raise her son. She couldn't raise a good son. And then it goes down to it into something else. It's like, Maybe I'm not supposed to have kids. Maybe I wasn't able to have kids because I would be a bad mother and raise a son like this.
0: Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? No. Oh, you have to watch that because he's raised in a decent family and he's just a social. He's like totally insane, nuts, does all kinds of crazy shit. If you get a chance watch that, then maybe we'll do a review on that one. I will because I love... Because it, it goes back to like
1: the psychology of like parenting and is it nature or is it nurture? Like, yeah. are some people just born this way or are they this way because of their environment? I think it's a little bit of
0: both. Yeah. I, see, my thing is like with environment, I came from Lynn. I, many of you probably don't know what Lynn is, but Lynn is a bad city. It's It's got drugs and alcohol and gangs and it's just a bad city. And it's, you know, Lynn, Lynn, the city of sin. You never come out the way you went in. <laughs> But my thing with that is like your environment shouldn't make you who you are. I mean, you you know right from wrong and you know good from bad. And it, if you let that area dictate who you're going to be, then that's on you. Right. You, you, you got you to gotta be better than that. I mean, you got to walk away and say, all right, look. That's like when people go to the NFL, the NBA, and they're making millions of dollars and then they're still doing the stupid nah. stuff. Ie Aaron Hernandez.
1: Okay, but I think Aaron Hernandez is a, I do not I I don't I don't know enough about this to talk about it. But what I do know, I feel like he had a lot of other demons outside of his bad decision demons.
0: Right, but then he chose to stay with the crowd that he knew instead of moving on. And it's it, it's progression. It is progression. Okay. If you if you can progress to a, a better friendship, better better people, people that have like not violent tendencies uh, or, or don't want to you know be in that gang ridden, drug ridden environment and want to do better with themselves then that's what's going to happen to you but if you decide to stay in that then the all comes going to be what it is yeah that's true and the choice with, is yours the
1: choice is yours and um, Here's the thing. I always everything in my life relates to a movie quote, but one quote that sticks with me and helps me through life is from the wedding date with Debra Messing. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Dermot Mulroney says it and it's kind of a throwaway line. But then her dad says it again to her at a different point in her life. And he uses the word love life, but I always adjust it to life. It says everybody lives exactly the life that they want because who makes our choices? We do. Who is in our brains? Only us. only us we consume all these things but at the end of the day no one is pulling the strings for you you live your own life you make your own choices and what happens to you and how you deal with it that's on you yep because bad shit happens to people all the time it's how it's how you deal with it and it's how
0: you move forward from it and it's how you treat others through it i agree listen i i'm not gonna say i love lynn by the way i want lynn to know lynn i love you you're my hometown it's where i'm from Right. But I had a lot of bad shit in my life that I caused and caused other people. And I chose to change my life because I realized I was on a path of destruction. And that's like this kid Brighton. He doesn't see his path of destruction. All he sees is the now. And now is unpowerful.
1: And, but he also sees that he's invincible and unstoppable. Right. And I think that a lot of that leads into this idea that we could translate into like a lot of ideas that like men have is like I am unstoppable because who has ever told me no not saying personally within families and within lives no one's ever said no to them but i'm saying if you look historically if you look generationally if you look even now their men have the most rights men are the ones that are writing the laws men are the ones that can do what basically whatever they want without impunity. And I think this movie shows it because he's known from a young age he can do this. So that's what he does. And now he's a monster.
0: Right. And then there's a famous quote, he who has the power makes the rules. Right. And this is Wright Burns' rules. You're going to yeah. die. If you don't like me and if you don't do what I tell you, you're a sheep to me and I will kill you and slaughter you with no hesitation.
1: Absolutely. And it's, and it's like I feel like that mentality is reverberated throughout history with different like emperors conquerors colonizers like we see it constantly so to see it in a superhero movie it's like okay yeah obviously he's like this because he has power but it's like we could look at it into all these different other aspects
0: oh yeah you can relate to that today with putin and the country that he invaded oh yeah ukraine the ukraine i mean you could look at that right now because putin has the power so he's like i have the power and this is what i'm gonna do and he invaded georgia what two three years before that because he feels he's untouchable
1: Right. And just like Brightburn, he's like, I'm untouchable. I'm going to do what I want. And it's really disheartening, but it's fun. I think this movie wasn't trying to make that message. I think this movie was trying to be an antidote to all the highly superhero things that we see now. It's like, obviously not all superheroes can be good. Some of them are going to be bad, which is why I like The
0: Boys. Yeah. And I think this kicks down in The Boys. I think this came out in 2019. The Boys so, came out in 2018. Did it? The first season. All right. So they kind of coincide with each other. So I like it. I mean. But
1: who's to say when the comics came out? Because we don't know when the comics came
0: out. This is true. But I do like both shows. Because yeah. it shows like the indifference. And I love Invincible. If you get a chance to watch Invincible the cartoon, that's really good too. It's like a clash against the hero movies. Like it's the anti-hero.
1: Right. And I think we need that right now
0: just because there is so much superhero. It's
1: like late. I mean, later we are going to do another podcast about Doctor Strange. Because how can you not? You can't. You. I feel like you can't escape it. Like no matter what. Like
0: it's all around us. Yeah. And um, it's going to be interesting because we're going to go into the digression of Wanda. But,
1: Please listen to another episode. If Brightburn is not your thing, listen to Dr. Strange. I have a lot to say.
0: (laughs) All right. Was there anything else you want to add to that? Brightburn is a really fun
1: movie. Definitely check it out. There is some good action. It's like a little milkshake from a break from all the burgers of superheroes that are good.
0: I agree. And if you guys watch Bob Hart's Abishola, the goofy brother is the uncle that dies. So that's that was him. Yes, that was him. So that's a little throw out there. That's that's. Bob Abishola get a little love well I guess that's all for this episode oh
1: and don't forget um, voting is still open for people's choice Uh, don't forget we watch movies and we love sharing our thoughts with you vote for us and let us
0: keep going maybe we'll win an award oh that would be great speaking of you want to talk about uh, our giveaway
1: oh yes you guys since you're such avid listeners we have had some very fun t-shirts made they will be photos of them will be posted and we are doing a giveaway so it's I forget. <laughs> uh, so
0: it's an extra large uh, shirt that says was happening," and um, if you are a member, you get one entry into a, a drawing. And if you get us a-, a member, an additional member, you'll get an additional entry into the drawing. And Kira will do the drawing live on
1: TikTok. Yes. So submit, submit, submit. Listen, download, play, bring in new user listeners. We're just gonna have fun, you know.
0: Yeah, and go to washappening.com and visit our website. And there's a bunch of stuff happening. It's going to be fun times. And we're looking forward to you guys, you know, supporting us on the People's Choice Awards. And hopefully we get some kind of love and win. If not, at least we were nominated.
1: Hey, you know what? We're not going to stop. I know we've had a, I know we were on a hiatus, but we're back at it. We're not going to stop.
0: We're back. We're back. (laughs) Here's Was. (laughs) All right. Well, tune in next time to Was Happening.